Welcome to The Spirit of Success, a podcast hosting honest conversations for people who want to show up and work in life to create their own limitless realities. Each week, we deliver spiritual inspiration from real people, sharing their stories about authentic living from the road less traveled. Now here's your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie. Hello and welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and we are continuing our celebration of one year of podcasting, which I'm so excited. And I am going to bring to you a never before aired um, recording between another fan favorite and I, Renata Tervaski. I hope I'm saying that right, Renata. <laughs> um, her, her episode was season one, episode seven, Stepping into Your True Authentic Self. Renata and I, we just had this amazing conversation around really self-awareness and identity. We kind of went down on this topic because it's something that I think was a question that we all asked ourselves, who am I? What things do I like? What things don't I like during the pandemic? And it was really an opportunity to reflect. And we help you reflect, but also ask yourself some really good questions so that you can ensure growth and growth is the key to life, right? We're always growing and changing. So this episode was actually really fun to record and I'm really excited to finally be able to share that with you. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode. Welcome to Down the Rabbit Hole, which is my new favorite segment, BT Dubs. And we have Renata here. Dr. Renata? Yeah, like I'm I am a naturopath. Yeah, I was like, wait, I should call you Dr. Renata. (laughs) It's okay. I don't I don't really, yeah. For today's segment, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) For today's especially though. (laughs) Um, we brought Renata on to go deep on a topic, and we're gonna go deep in identity, which should surprise absolutely no one if you've heard her episode. Why don't you just tell us your thoughts on identity and what's going on in today's world and how we pretty much have it screwed up? Well, I mentioned this actually in your podcast episode, but I believe that we are all, we're a unique point of perception of the collective consciousness, like, but we're all tapping into this whole collective. It's just the way I see it is unique to Renata Trotsky and yours is through Tracy, you know? And I think a lot of us get so hyper attached to our, the labels. For example, even when you introduced me as Dr. Renata, and I was like, yeah, because I recognize what happens if all those labels or identities are taken away? What happens one day if I'm not practicing as a doctor? What happens if I'm not, who am I without all my labels? So that's what I want to bring to the table is that sometimes we fall into roles based on a title we've been given. And when that title might be taken away, or when we remove that label or identity, then, well, who the heck are you after all that? Yep. I can tell you that that's exactly what happened to me this year. hundred percent. Because I was like, I'm not practicing as a chiropractor anymore. Does that mean I'm a doctor? And then who was that doctor version of myself that I was living my life as? And who am I now? I went through that exact process. I called it unraveling because there was so much I put into it. Like I wasn't worthy if I didn't have a doctor title. Like no one put that on me. I put that there myself. <laughs> Again, we talk about tough pills to swallow in the podcast. 
that was another one. <laughs> like recognizing what I, no one else, me, put into that title and that role and how I was trying to define worth from that, but it was all conditional. Yeah. And I had a really big trigger about eight years ago. I got this, I was, a, she was actually a naturopath, but she was like a psychic or something. I don't, I don't even know what her, I don't know what her thing was called exactly. And she was like, I don't foresee you doing this naturopathy for your life. And I was angry. I just graduated. I just spent thousands of dollars into my education. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not going to be a naturopathic doctor. Like, how dare you? I got so activated and I realized it's like, holy, because I've been working eight years towards this. And this person's telling me that's not what I'm going to be doing. Am I freaked out? And I realized, wow, like we hold on to the labels that we have been given or that we give ourselves with so much weight. And it's just a title that we give a significant amount of meaning, a significant amount of meaning to for what? Do you think that that has anything to do with how you earn money? So like we're, we're both trained as doctors, right? And because we're doctors, we're going to earn our income from that. And you know how much society puts em emphasis on income and how much money you earn. Do you think that there's like an attachment between our conditioned worth and like how we earn an income? Oh yeah, I do. I do believe that our pro, like our, when I say programming, like our beliefs about it or what we make it mean or what we define success between a label we have. Cause for a long time I resisted this like spiritual astrology coaching business because people were like, well, you're a naturopathic doctor and now you want to go into coaching and do that and talk about astrology. Like people aren't really going to take you seriously. And I was like, whole oh, again, but I was determined. And I think it was a good thing. Cause I was like, I'm going to show you who's going to take who seriously. Like I decided, and it, it was great that I got these challenges presented to me because it really made me stay clear on, it isn't not necessarily the teaching in the I mean, the coaching and the astrology was more like, I'm helping people remember who they are in both of these circumstances. And this is the vehicle how I want to do that now. That's cool if you want to think that way about it. But it does not change the fact of where I'm called to go. And it really made me realize that if I tell myself I'm going to make no money or I'm not going to be successful or I'm not going to be taken seriously because I'm, I'm doing this as my vehicle right now versus naturopathic medicine, that's on me. Because I'm more successful at doing this than I was in practice full time. So who decided that? If I told myself, oh, I'm going to be like scraping by and no one's going to take me seriously, I would have showed up in alignment with that belief. And then I would have reinforced that reality. No, I love that you said that because um, I recently realized something. So if anyone follows me on Instagram, you know, I'm obsessed with nature. And so I really do deep thinking, like I'm an Aquarius um, sun, as you said, so I don't think normally in terms of like, I think very much outside the box and that's become quite normal for me actually. And so I was thinking about seeds and like nature and animals and they just, they know who and what they are. That's actually normal in the plant world. I'm a cedar tree, so I'm just going to be a cedar tree. I'm not going to try to be a whatever tree, you know, and an evergreen, you know, they know that and they're just the best fucking cedar tree or a best version of that that they can be. It's actually quite normal. But then you then you look at a human and we've normalized this. I'm going to be what someone thinks I should be or I'm going to be something that I'm not instead of being the thing that they know they are. And most of the time people know 
I actually thought people didn't know. No, they know. They've just numbed it, ignored it for so long that they've actually convinced themselves they don't know, but they know. Or they think something's wrong with them because they're not the norm or they feel differently and they're, but they see everyone else acting a certain way and they think, well, that's what's normal in this society that I live in. So if I don't act that way, then there might be something wrong with me. So there's a lot of shame attached to that. Totally, totally. I couldn't agree with you more. But what people don't realize is a lot of people aren't actually in alignment with who they really are. And they're not operating from that alignment. So they just assume, well, everyone else seems to be operating this way. That's this is the norm that I decided or that I've made my mind or this is what society is seen based on what I see repetitively or more common. And then you attach meaning to that. And then you're like, oh, well, I don't really want to do that. Or I don't feel that that's fun. Or I don't really enjoy doing that. But everyone else seems to. So what's wrong with me? And I'm like, well, half these people are lying to themselves. (laughs) So more than half, if we're being honest, more than half, half. more than half, more than half. And that's another reason why I, I use astrology as a tool. Again, it's just an outlet. It's a tool to see how people's natural patterns and strengths are. And it's like, this is naturally like your strength or how you operate. And like, stop making that wrong. That's okay that you operate that way. Or that's okay that you need this amount of space. Or that's okay that you need some alone time. Or that's okay that you're really interested in this. Or that's okay that your mind thinks this way. You know? But um, yeah, we go, we go against our natural states a lot. A lot. And this is what I, like, this is what I've noticed. The main difference between plants, trees, and humans is autonomy. Plants, like, that. that's your seed, baby. Like, Lime seed, lime tree, you know, sucking like, why am I not a mango? It's like, (laughs) they're not going to say that. It's just like, I'm going to be a really great lime. And it's like, at least that's the shift I made for me. I'm like, okay, this is my seed, right? I I just like that term, okay? I just resonates with me. It might not resonate with with people, you know, that's okay. This is my seed. So I'm just going to like, just plant it and then let it go. You know what I mean? And it takes, it's so funny how it takes effort now to get there because of all the conditioning that we have. And like, like you said, what you're really boiling it down to, at least this is what I'm hearing from you. It's like, what idea are you going to accept? You're going to accept the idea from society based on this? Or are you going to accept because you took a different route? You're like, no, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do, right? Like you accepted a different idea. Because I go back and forth sometimes, like in awareness, you know, I'll revisit something, but from a different point of view or a different perspective. Oh, 100%. I think we learn lessons that way too. And we understand ourselves in this circular motion. It's just we get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into this understanding or we we access deeper truths of a certain perspective or lesson or belief about something. I don't think it's just like, oh, okay, I'm done that lesson next. And it's like, oh no, you're going to visit that one probably 45 times. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Actually, I've been curious to ask you about something. What is your thought on like the soul? I do believe that we reincarnate. Our souls are reincarnated and we have like residue from past lifetimes. Like, and when I say karma, I don't mean like it's bad karma. It could be like, we, we take karma out of context. So it's like, we have like unfinished business. And that's why I sometimes don't freak out about this reality. Cause I'm just like, well, I'm just going to have to experience what I'm here in this, in this human skin bag for this time, but this is going to be a never ending thing that I, I guess I signed up for at the very beginning of time. And I'm also not even attached to that. Meaning that's just what I believe now. And that's how that's evolved. And I think too, my definition of the soul or reincarnation is 
we don't actually, it's like, we don't just come here and it's finite and that's it. And it's like, this is darkness at the end. But I also don't know either. So I'm very open to always evolving that perspective. If I learn something new and it's like, that kind of resonates more with me now. And yeah, this is something like I'm just also really like leaning into a lot. Um, Something I've never really shared publicly before is I love poetry. Like I love poetry. Like I've been obsessed with Rumi before Rumi was a thing, you know, like I was studying like Sufis and I was really, I mean, anyway, I was just like really fascinated. I'm like, they talk a lot about like spinning and energy and stuff. Anyway, and there's a book called The The Prophet by um, Khalil Gibran, if I'm saying the name right. Anyway. I don't know the name, but I know the book. Yeah. And he was just talking about how the soul is basically an eternal thing and it's constantly unfolding. And he said it's like a never ending lotus flower just keeps unfolding. And I remember in the, in the podcast episode, you mentioned that alignment is a moment to moment phenomena. And I think like as you go up that alignment or that um, awareness, well, and alignment, I guess, right, spiral, I think you unfold different aspects of that. And then I think that is what can shift your alignment. Again, I'm not trying to intellectualize something. I'm just trying to get a better grip on it myself so I can understand the processes that I'm going through. Because, you know, people who know me intimately are like, you change sometimes like really quickly, you know, like, you know, week to week, it's like things are different. And at first I kind of shamed myself and I, I, I think I even mentioned this on my podcast. I thought I was bipolar because I was like, is it possible to have these dramatic shifts? But I had these dramatic like realizations where I, like, I feel like I took something unconscious, made it conscious and then integrated it into my personality. And I'm like, well, I would expect a big shift then, wouldn't I? Have you experienced something like that? Oh, I, I again, back to the name Renata reborn. I feel like literally like, and it, it's like, I, um, I feel like I've lived 65 lifetimes in this lifetime sometimes. And I've also given myself more compassion. I invite the listeners to do the same that you're allowed to change or like you're allowed to ex- take a different direction in life if something doesn't feel aligned anymore. And we get very fixated, like even with astrology, maybe in five years, I'm going to go on to something else, something completely random. If that is more aligned with me, but what has stayed consistent is alignment how that looks will be different. I am not attached to the looking of it. I'm more attached to, does this feel right? And I think that's totally normal. That, And especially if you're going to learn new things or you're going to get access to blind spots that were once you didn't have access to, like the way or like certain things that maybe you sabotage or fears or beliefs that held you back. And you start to integrate that into your conscious mind and you start to actually apply new actions you're going to get a different outcome and a different reality. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's like actually what's happening for me, but it happens so quickly sometimes. Like I've never had it happen this quickly, this consistently for this long. (laughs) So you add all those things together and it's like, I actually don't recognize the person even a year ago, like even five years ago, definitely not. But a year ago, you know, I don't feel, and I'll just go and feel because sometimes like I can look the same, but feel I don't feel like that person. And so um, that's why I wanted to have this conversation on identities with you because mine is shifting. And I think I've also shifted my overall mindset into like, this is a fluid thing. Like personality is not fixed in the sense that, um, I mean, there's obviously aspects from your astrology that you'll pull on, right? I did those personality tests, you know, it's like ENFJ, INFJ or whatever. I did that and I recently redid it and it got a completely different thing. Like it was totally different. And it's funny because that one actually resonates more now 
I think, like you said, I would want people who are watching this to be more aware that a it's it's okay and have compassion for yourself because I went into like a guilt and shame spiral, and I don't really wish that on anyone because it cuts kind of deep when you're questioning these deep parts about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes think you're wrong because people don't talk about it. Because think of it this way: if you're exposed and you learn new things and you have different experience, that's going to shape how you view the world. So of course you may change. Or of course, you might start to believe something that you didn't even realize was even a thing before. So it'd be quite ignorant to say, well, no, we should just, who we are is finite after this point, and that's it. It's like, you don't know how a heartbreak can change a person. You don't know how a a certain income goal can change a person. You don't know how a certain putting your butt on the line can change you as a person or give you access to different things. So sometimes we assume we are what we are, but we don't really know until we're put in certain situations. Totally. And I think that's like something I'm, I'm also learning about the soul is that it's really here for experience. So it's not here to judge like, okay, your income goal of $10,000 is good or bad. It's just wants the experience of going through that process, maybe of creating the goal. And then what happens to you in the process of achieving that goal or getting on your journey of that goal. So it's not here to to judge. And that's one thing I realized I did a lot of. I judged not only other people, but myself a lot. If there's one thing I noticed massively changing was judgment. And I actually can't stand when I hear other people judging other people. Now, if you want to be my friend, it's like, well, I'm not going to stand you judging yourself, but I also, as a boundary, won't stand you judging me for something. It's okay to be like, I don't understand. Can you explain? But without even trying to understand my worldview or like point of view and then judging it, I think that's like a huge thing that a lot of people could also, in, in, including me, can get better at, but also just take a firm stance on that, if that makes sense. I think we would be better off if we did that. I agree with you for the most part on that. But I just want to, this is, this is just a slight thing that I have experienced is because we are a conscious brain and we have an ego that's very survival driven, we instinctively judge. It's just part of our, for me, it's part of our wiring. It's it, what's important, I think, is noticing like, wow, I'm doing that. Wow, I did that thing again. I didn't get curious or I'm already making assumptions. I find from what I've seen is like, it's hardwired in how we survive. Judging isn't bad. We need to judge a situation to be like, is it safe? Is this unsafe? But sometimes it's so automatic based on the beliefs we have that we have to be very cognizant of the fact that I'm actually making a judgment before actually getting in someone's world. Because I, I agree with you in the sense that like we need to make judgments on is this safe or like not safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. making judgments on a person's hair color and how smart they are. Right. That's where I would say like, okay, and I should be more clear about that because that's actually what I was thinking in my head is that doesn't make sense. You know, like knowing what judgments. And I think if we focus on the like judgments like that. Right. Or like being more aware of why we think something is unsafe or safe. Right. Is that even a fair thing to even think that, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes, cause I'm still going to admit, like I'll judge, like I'll, I'll notice something and I'll be judging. And, but really I have to be like, Oh, I'm just mad about, I'm not doing something or I'm not exercising a boundary or I'm mad at myself. A lot of the times it's like, I'm mad at myself because I'm not doing that thing. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm externally projecting that. So like, that's just another thing that I'm still personally as a person working through. And I, I'm very aware of that. And I'll be like, Oh, I'm judging. I was like, 
why do you give a shit what they're doing? Let them live their life. Like, who cares? What are you really pissed off about? Oh, because you're not really playing it full out. And it seems like they are. Totally. And when I say these, I'm like, I'm making a 20% shift, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, I'm not like a hundred percent, like I'm here. Like it's a 20% shift. Okay. And that might even be generous but it makes a massive change. Actually, I do something, somebody, I forget who told me about this. It's called HALT. I actually used it journaling uh, when I first started journaling. So it's like, if you don't want to journal, you you HALT, obviously. And then I, it's more like, ask yourself, are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? <laughs> and I've actually actually adapted that for this judgment thing. So when I find myself judging somebody, which I live in Toronto, I sit down and I people watch sometimes. So I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. What's, 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 what's going on here? I'll do that halt exercise in my head. I need a little bit more structure right now around it. Um, Cause it just helps me pinpoint like what the heck is actually going on here. Like you said, um, but I do the same thing in a different way, which I think is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's good that we just have perspective on that because it could take, it could take us out. Right. Or it could get us really off track to the issue at hand, whether it's something as simple as you're just tired and you need rest and your body needs rest and your bandwidth is just like, you got nothing left to give. And you're just like, I don't know, nitpicking externally. Cause it's what our brains do. Or it's like, wow, I keep judging that, but why, you know? And it's like, Oh, I'm just, because I really actually am secretly jealous that I don't have the kahunas to do that. And it seems like they do. Totally. And part of my brain is always going to be a science brain. And I think it like really helps me get into that parasympathetic state and like hang out there where I can actually make a better decision as opposed to like that rah-rah, like I'm judging or angry. It's like, well, nothing actually really good comes from that other than keeping myself alive. So I don't want to make a decision from there. You know, I was watching um, this something called a coach's playbook. Serena Williams coaches on there. And he was talking about how emotions are good because they guide you but they shouldn't be the reason you make a decision. Yeah. They're information. They're information about what's happening, but you have to go back and qu- like, and then kind of have a conversation with them being like, Hey, well, what, what does that mean? Like what's going on over here? Again, we should have been taught a lot of these things in school. And <laughs> I don't, for whatever reason we, we didn't, but here we are today. Here we are today. And that's like, I think part of what me, you and I want to do is help people. Again, we we were in the healthcare field for a reason because we care about people and we want to help people. And now we're just using a different avenue and means of doing that, but it doesn't change the things that were I was passionate about. At, at least I'm just going to speak for me, right? It doesn't change any of that. I've just found a different way of doing it. One that supports my, you know, gifts, I guess, and for like lack of a better term. And something that, again, feels in alignment with me. I could not keep doing the chiropractic thing the way I was doing it anymore. I just, it was so out of alignment for me. And then ironic that all day I would talk about alignment. You know what I mean? It was just like, like the friction was hard. Do you see what I mean? Like it was rubbing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just the expression of that. It's like the core doesn't change of your being. It's just maybe how you express that way of you being. It should evolve over time. It absolutely should. Because we're, we're always expanding and evolving, we allow ourselves to. Um, so how that looks and how you look, well, all, nothing's constant. And every moment, everything changes from the cells to your body, to the environment, to the temperature. Like nothing is constant. That's something we need to understand is everything is changing in every moment. Totally. And it's like the thing that I tell myself, it took me like months to like, you know, internally 
privately really embrace this before I felt comfortable publicly saying it. And something, again, I just reminded myself of is that, you know, planes take off against resistance. (laughs) When birds are flying from water, there's a lot of resistance they have to overcome before they start to soar. And like, I understand that, you know, not everybody's going to have my worldview, my point of view, my mindset to be able to adapt and embrace the things that I have at the speed at which I do it. And so to really remind myself that when you get people that criticize or don't understand or try to be like, well, how are you going to make money? Like, that's the, I'm sure you've, you've, you've gotten that question as you told people, that's the first thing, how are you going to make money? I'm like so confused because I'm like, that's that's so interesting how it's like people's first place to go to. And so again, not taking any of that stuff personally, that's what they're worried about if they made their change. And I know. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they're like, but you are a naturopathic doctor and you're going to throw all those years away. And I was like, this is what you humans do. You do things based on ego. Sometimes you get the outcome and then it doesn't feel right, but you continue to ignore and, and, and suck it up and should your way through it, even though your experience of life is not great, just because of these societal conditions. And that's why I think you and I are on the similar path. Cause we're like, Hey, uh, everyone, um, there's another way, by the way. And the road is fully paved and, um, <laughs> there's no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, no, I'm kidding, but no, it's but I'm not. Funny, <laughs> but I still get that now. Cause people are like, well, you're never going to give up your license. Right. I'm like, yeah, I might. So what? Like, but you work so hard. I'm like, that doesn't leave me. It, yeah. It blows my mind how people get so, um, fascinated with, with titles and don't get me wrong. Yeah. We've been conditioned to view people with a certain title, a certain way. It's part of our, it's part of our programming a hundred percent. However, I was just like, no, I can create the life I want and I can, I can experience what I want. It's my decision. It's my beliefs because whatever I tell myself will help, will dictate what actions I take. I know. It's just, I don't know why I was talking about affirmations with someone and they're like, I don't really believe in them. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Why don't you believe in them? And it's like, well, I have to say the same thing over and over. Like, I don't understand why, like whether you believe in them or not, you're, you're saying affirmations every day, whether it's, I hate my job or I, you know, 2020 is a fucked up year or like whatever you're saying over and over. It's like, that's an affirmation. It's just your belief in words. Because you think thoughts all day. Those, you know, the same thought you think over and over is eventually your belief, right? This is just my opinion, by the way. And then an affirmation is a belief in words. So you're saying affirmations all day. It's just, is that moving me in the direction I want to go? Do you even know the direction you want to go? Like if you keep saying F you 2020, we should cancel 2020. I hate 2020. You say that enough times, you will keep getting reasons to say you hate 2020. And I hate to be that blunt about it. But I saw it, and I'm sure you you saw it in the clinic, right? We saw that. You keep telling me how bad your knee is. You're going to keep getting reasons to have a bad knee, no matter what I do. I tell people, your spine is not crooked. Please trust me, it's not crooked. You wouldn't be here if it was, right? Like in the way you think it's crooked, no. And it's not even crooked. Like you don't even have a scoliosis. You don't. But if they have this belief, they have a scoliosis, and that's what's causing their back pain. Our beliefs are powerful. Like what we, what our subconscious programming is what the, that's what dictates our life. And words, you know, the phrase abracadabra means I speak, therefore I create. So your words, when you say I can't, your brain will automatically look for reasons why you cannot. When you say I can, or let me, let me think of how I, how can I make this happen? Then you'll start to get, okay, I, maybe I could do this, this, and this. 
But if you, you, I always say, watch what you say. And even when I'm working with people and I hear their language, I'm like, do you understand you just cut yourself off before you even had a shot? Because of, like your language is the reason why you can't get past here. Cause you keep saying, I can't, I won't, it's hard. You, then you will keep looking for external reasons or reality. You will reinforce the words you speak. It's crazy. It's you, crazy. You'll attract those things to you that reinforces your belief. And then it's like, if you want to get a new belief, like you, like you said in the podcast, like podcast, if you want things to change, things have to change. And that is scary for a lot of people. No, at first it's scary. It can feel like dying at first. Well, I think that's why COVID was such like a, right? Because yeah. it's so many things changed. It wasn't just like one, two, people can handle that, like a weather changing, like even the weather, we know, this is where I'm going to get a little bit passionate because we literally know the weather is changing. Even the weather change, right? People resist. We resist. We act surprised. Like, okay, I've been alive for 30 years, which means there's been like 30 seasons that I've gone through. And still that's a surprising thing, right? So the weather changing is one thing, right? But then you have like these wholesale changes of things we put safety in, right? The medical system, that's supposed to keep me safe and protect me, right? No. And then the police system, oh my God, right? Like people think it's a coincidence all these things are happening at the same time. I personally don't believe that. All these wholesale deep changes happening at the same time, it's scary. Even for me, like all these things happening, right? But I've been so accustomed to change my whole life not just my career, but I moved like six times in chiropractic college in five years, like packing up all of your shit in boxes and moving it. You do it five times, it becomes normal. So like my body wasn't like, oh, this is scary. It's like, okay, it starts to get more normal, right? It's just a belief and like, a, and then that becomes like a habit. So I was just reflecting, like I've been preparing for something like this for quite some time. Or you have more tools to deal with the uncertainty, right? Or being in the unknown where I know I, I could tell a lot of people were just like, freaking out because they've never been thrown off they've tried to micromanage and control okay I'm going to do this this is like this is the framework I live and there were so many things that were just dismantled like this and I could tell because people don't have tools to deal with change or uncertainty and it it was it was intense for people I have the mentality and I think I have it even from sports growing up it's like practice you're gonna suck at first and it's like you got to keep practicing just like you got to keep getting used to change and you got to practice how to trust and you got to it's definitely a muscle yeah and like even Seth Godin um do you know who Seth I'm sure you do know who Seth Godin is he he talked about this a lot like are you willing to look stupid because it's like when you do something new or do something that's radically different there's a period of like you're going to look stupid and you might not even look stupid, but you'll feel stupid. I shouldn't say look. You'll, you'll, you'll feel stupid because you're like, well, I'm not really good at this thing. But how many people stick with it? How many people really stick with it until it becomes something that you're getting a little bit more and better, better, better all the time, right? Mindset works like that. You're going to feel it's going to feel freaking messy sometimes. Yeah. And you have to be willing. Yeah, exactly. To, to look, to get it wrong or to for your first anything to like... I mean, I'm just using podcasts or baking. It's like your first b batch is going to probably burn or your first post is kind of going to probably maybe suck or your first video is not going to be that great, but you get better with practice. And that's why I always say to people, imagine you're an athlete and I bring this in and this is the mindset I use. Like, okay, I'm not going to be great at it right away. And not every post video, this or that is going to be a knock out of the park, but it's about the long game. Am I going to win the championship at the end of the year? Am I going to reach the goals that I set for myself? It's not about micromanaging every single move. It's about the consistency of the play. And for example, I was a volleyball player and I was playing rep volleyball. And it's like, it didn't matter what happened. The last play it doesn't change this current play. 
We're in a new play. Yeah, I missed the ball. It's irrelevant. It's a new play. It's a new point. Mm, that's a mindset. It is a mindset. And I'm blessed because I had that background. And I think I apply that in all areas of my life to this day because I'm like, okay, whatever. That one sucked, but this is a new play. It doesn't matter what happened in the next play. I don't know what's happening in the next play. All I can focus about is this specific play, which I will equate to moment. Interesting. You know, I learned this concept in a completely different way. And I was reading this book by Gary Zukov. And it's called like the Dancing Wheeloo Masters. So he takes like quantum and he makes it really easy to understand. And he talked about this concept called the first dance. We're always having a first with something today. So I've turned on my computer a lot <laughs> in my life, right? But today, when I turned it on, it was the first time I did that today. That's a really easy thing when I talk about my computer, obviously, right? Even today, like I've hopped on Zoom before, right? But it was my first time hopping on Zoom today with you. So it's like if we took that approach, if we could like kind of, like you said, take that approach a little bit more wholesale in bigger things that we did, the outcome might be different. We might be a little bit more compassionate with ourselves. You know, I've taken this approach with myself. I'm like, okay, the like the like first dance, you know, that's like a special moment, right? If you think about it in like wedding, right? We'll just go like to what, what, what most people, including myself, think about. It's a pretty special moment, right? You wouldn't be so harsh on yourself and be like, well, we sucked. Our first dance was awful. You'd be like, that was a really special moment. That was our first dance as a whatever married couple. It's like, what if we could all like change the emotional domain that I that I I was in, right? And like just take that like more compassionate approach with something wholesale that I'm doing, like changing my identity and then putting it out there in the world, you know? Um, but even like, well, what if I just changed my emotional domain around Instagram? You know, what would that do? And so I'm sort of using myself as like the laboratory, the experimenter, the, the data collection person. No, I think that's great. Cause I say to people, we get so, and I used to do it too. I used to get hyper attached at what I put out there and I was like, oh, it's not getting the response or whatever. And I was like, I would try to create something and it's like micromanage what I'm saying so I can get a particular outcome. But I'm like, sweetheart, you don't decide that. Like, it's, you got to take it as an experiment. And I think so many people are afraid to just try things or put things out there because they're so afraid of the outcome. And I'm like, you actually don't know what's going to work and what's going to be successful and not successful until you do it. And then you do it enough times that you can get some type of data and then review like that was really successful. What was I doing? And that wasn't really as successful as I thought. Interesting. What was going on over there? Couldn't agree more. And I like, mean, we just went on a tangent about like, I don't even I don't know. know. What. That, that's what this whole segment's about though. It never oh, ends yeah, it's down where the it starts. Hole. That's true. Yeah. It, okay. it never ends where it starts, right? Like never, ever. I mean, you have like, we, you, you literally started and maybe this is where we'll just bring it back, right? You literally started off this whole conversation by saying, we're a unique point in consciousness, you know? And so if I'm a unique point and so are you, when we collaborate, there's going to be like a third unique space that's created that if you think about it that way, you could, you know, talk to anybody on anyone else's podcast. It's going to be different. It's, it's not going to be the same. Like I, you know what I mean? And that's why people should put out and create things because it's like, you are a unique point in consciousness. You know, this is, again, I share that belief with you and I don't, like reinforcing but like I I honest to God believe that with my whole like heart and being like I, I I do believe that so if we thought about things that way would we be scared or would we be like oh cool this is the thing I can create yeah because I know that people do not resonate not everyone likes me resonates with me cares for me I'm very clear on that I'm very clear on that um even if my ego wants to think otherwise and I realize that I might say the same thing as you but 
someone might resonate with the way you say it. I might say something like, or vice versa. And it's like, that's fine. Cause we're, I said, we're all walking each other home. And I have, you have, people have to understand that not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to understand you. Not everyone's going to get you. Not everyone's going to appreciate you. Not everyone's going to respect you. Not everyone's going to give a shit about you. Doesn't mean you shouldn't be showing up the way you're supposed to be showing up. So like, even if a million people have said the same thing, the way you say it, how you say it, how you understand it, how you package it, how you present it is a very unique, something that you cannot copycat or someone else can recreate because it's unique to you. That someone else is going to be like, whoa, I hear this a hundred times, but I got this perspective because of the way she said it or the tone of voice or the animation or whatever. I just want people to understand that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I'm not immune to criticism either. It doesn't mean that I'm not immune to my feelings being hurt or when someone says something, whatever I react. Cause I mean, I'm not a machine. I'm human, but I'm just like, that kind of pissed me off, but I'm allowed. I'm allowed. They're allowed to have that experience. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think at least this is from my experience too. I mean, I'm getting better at that. I don't think that's something I've mastered. Like you said, I'm human. I don't think I'm ever going to truly master it. I want to get better at it where that message comes from can sometimes be the difference, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to look at your audience. Cause if I'm going to get a DM by someone just ripping on me and I look at it and I'm like, and I can see, I'm like, Whoa, they just got triggered and they're taking it out on me. Like that's shitty that they're experiencing that. And I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to make them wrong. I'm just like, they're, they're, they're in pain. And if people don't want to have an open dialogue, well, that's a different, that's a different story. Like I'm not going to entertain, you know, you taking your stuff out on me and I'm not going to take it personally. Like you do get used to that over time, right? You, you start to kind of see things from like the context, who's saying it, how, what are they saying to you? The way they're interpreting it. It's like, if you're trying to micromanage that, good luck. Yeah, seriously. Like, no, you wouldn't get anything else done. No, you people just need to understand that it's okay that everyone doesn't get you as a person. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't be who you innately feel like you who you are. I think that's a really good place to wrap it up. Because I think that's like the the like most important point, right? Like not everyone's going to get you. And this is like things I'm going through right now, right? I'm not for everyone. And I'm realizing that's actually like a good thing, because then I can help the people I am for and not you know, worry about the people that I can't help. Anyway, I want to say thank you for being here. Um, I really thank appreciate you for this. Having me. Never goes where I ever think it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. And that's the literal point of this whole thing. So thank you so much. And I hope everyone enjoyed. Bye everyone. This was such a fun episode to record. Oh my God, Bernada, thank you so much for diving deep with me on helping me understand and peel back my own layers of identity, which is continuing. You heard me talk about some surface layers and some you know, deep processing that I, that I was doing at that time. I know it's going to be beneficial for someone. And you know, Renata and I are both walking our talk. And so again, I just felt deeply resonant with sharing this episode. So if you are the person that I'm, that I'm talking to or feeling, please contact me or, or Renata and let me know. Or even if you're more, if, if you're curious about this topic, her and I can both help you on your journey, kind of walk with you on your path. And we love doing that. If you loved this content, or even if you didn't, please let us know. 
obviously I hope that you like it, but I also want to make this as relevant as possible for you and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We love that and share with a friend. And until next week, I hope you stay well, be well, and make it a great day. Bye.